And I don't know why this is playing. I'm wondering, did we just hear the intro to the show? <laughs> do you, what do you think? Do you Who think knows? the intro to the show just played? They know. The audience knows. But the audience knows, but we don't know. We don't. Now, the reason, Sype, the reason I thought to play is because AI spent some time thinking about two things this week. Yeah. I thought about Michael Jackson. I thought okay. about Benjamin's. And then you and I were just talking about how we're going to talk about how these videos you've been making about hip hop keep blowing up. And you pointed out something very astute. You were like, things that we take for granted, regular people don't know. Yeah. The biggie thing being a Jackson 5 sample is not a thing the average person knows. Right, right. And also a lot of, I I hate when people talk bad about the youth of hip-hop. Oh, they just mumble rap and blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of real hip-hop fans that are just way younger and that are really into it. Yep. And when they're like, oh, I was born in 2002, I'm like, what the fuck? But hey, I'm not taking nothing away from you. You just don't know all the things we know. I think you just stumbled on it. Yeah. I think you just, I think that is our brand. Yeah, yeah. I think What's the that? brand of Juan Epp, instead of being we're for the old heads, yeah. we're the old heads who aren't mad that we have to explain it to the kids. No, we're here yeah, to because, explain it. Yeah, because the old heads get so upset. Right. Nah, we're, we're not here upset. For you, baby. We're not upset. We just want to explain. Here's here's some information. Bro, Sight. you know what's funny? I had a podcast that I was about to do with Michelle Wolf before the pandemic. Yeah. Because Michelle Wolf all of a sudden is friends with all these fucking rappers and hip hop people. Right. And she doesn't know who they are technically. Right. Like, she meets them through either Dave Chappelle, Talib Kweli, whatever reason she meets these people. Also, they're fans of her because she got a slick-ass tongue. So they're fans of hers. But she's friends with Questlove. She doesn't really know who Questlove is. Not really. No. So the podcast was me, like, her running into somebody, then me teaching her who they are. So we'll, we'll by just the way, do it here. I was going to say, it, it should just be her as a recurring guest here. Yo, because, bro, she goes to me one day and she goes, I'm sitting with Diamond D. And I go, what the fuck? And she goes, what should I say? And I say something to her. Like, I gave, I forgot what it was, but I gave her like a line from Diamond D's first album. Right, like, right. Say this. I said, uh, 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 ask him, uh, his name is Diamond D, but people call him JoJo. Do people call him? Do people really call you JoJo? And she said he flipped out. <laughs> That's a great bit, though. Flipped All right, out. write that down, Billy June. Michelle Wolf coming on to have That's, things explained. That sounds like a good hidden camera show. You giving people gems that they don't expect to hear. Yeah, Why hidden camera? I want to understand where, what you're saying. Where where did hidden camera come from? I, I'm, I'm like I'm, show show I mean, your work. Show your work. Like imagine like a being a fly on the wall of that 
dinner conver or whatever conversation that was, and you're telling her things in her ear to say, and you're watching him oh, react. Oh, 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 okay, oh, oh. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, see, Billy June, sometimes he just needs to explain further, yeah. and it starts to make sense, but the initial sentence yeah. that comes out sounds so insane. That, I was that like, sounds like it would be a great show. Yes, so the idea of w you feed someone else stuff to say, and they say it, and the people are like, "Wow!" And you have to keep you have to keep them saying these things that they know nothing about. Uh, that's fish out, fish out of water. Fish out of water. Now he's just using. Now he's just throwing so around. So you're psych. basically so basically it's impractical jokers. But with I was going to say artists. it is impractical yeah. jokers. <laughs> but it's not making fun of them. It's actually like shocking them. No, but cool it's funny if we say them. the wrong thing. Here, say either this or this. Which one do you think is actually no? You, true? You, know, so you, know, you know what you're doing, but that show idea would be taking the, the feeling that Nardwar gives people, but you're shocking them because with Nardwar, everyone's surprised, but they know that's what he does. You're making the vehicle for this information shocking also. So it's yeah. like, how does this person know this? Like, why did Barack Obama just tell Havoc how much he loves extortion off of hell on earth? Right, right. That would be a tough one to book. Maybe we should delete this off the podcast and use it. No, it's okay. <laughs> We're fine. We're fine. I'm comfortable. All right, so here's what we're going to get to today. So I have a lot oh, to yeah, cover. A lot of things. A lot of things going on. You have uh, Cypher Sounds in yeah. Washington, D.C. Uh, I was at D.C. with Noriega. Um, and a, a little frustrated that I wasn't there, but uh, well, I'll explain in an episode or two why that was impossible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm -hmm. You got to go Cypher's Drake album. The Drake album. Yep. Um, Saifa getting news coverage my, for being my Google alerts. My Google alerts are on fire. Saif getting news coverage for being <laughs> Lil Kim's DJs. <laughs> and, no, and I love. I I go. I go. I go. I will go. We'll get to it. Then we have uh, the thing I saw Joe Budden saying about Michael Jackson. Okay. And okay. how that led to me tweeting something uh, very yeah, the aggressive. Tweet, the tweet. Uh, a very aggressive tweet about podcasting that led to some funny responses, including one, Saif, uh, third rail alert, let's be careful, including one from Chuck D. Oh. Oh, yeah. Get Ooh. third rail time Ooh. for one app. So let's get into all those things, but we'll start off, as uh, we just mentioned, Saif's trip to D.C. No, no, start off with Big Biggie and the Benjamins. What were you just playing? Oh, the, the Biggie this? and the Benjamins. What's is the problem here? There's no problem. I was listening to to Benjamin's yesterday. Mm -hmm. Randomly. Oh, so no, the full story is, um, a a woman who is my girlfriend, whose name I won't mention because I say it too often on the podcast. That's right. Has a best friend, uh, and the best friend has a did husband. You fuck her. Excuse me. Did you fuck her? That's an inappropriate use of "did you fuck her." Okay, sorry. So so the. The husband is Natalie's. She's best friends with the husband too. They uh, literally, they literally call themselves the Wolf Pack from when uh, they were in high school together because the, they're it. high school sweethearts and they were all close. I hate it. Go on. Okay. <laughs> Why do you hate it? <laughs> Just that they called themselves the Wolf Pack? Yeah, something, something's off about it. But go ahead. No, they were kids. They were did in high school. So I think it was based on Wedding Crashers. Wolf Pack is um is uh, uh the uh, Hangover. Oh, Hangover. Sorry, I said Wedding Crashers. Hangover. Yeah. It might have been, or it could have been based on wrestling, the Wolfpack. Anyways, the the husband who she's also close with 
is named Francis. Uh-huh. Oh, so I obviously mean. when I see him, all I can say is Francis the Praying Mantis right. or uh-huh. Francis to the MH Phenomenal. That's right. It sounds all correct. The right correct. Thing to say. And so I said to Francis the other day, I was like, hey, do a lot of people come up to you and say reference Biggie? And he was like, all the time. He, he's a he's a firefighter in Queens. He was like, I get I get praying mantis. I get all of it. So after I thought about Francis the praying mantis, I was like, what's that from again? Oh, yeah, Benjamins. And I was listening to Biggie's verse. And then I played Natalie this, the Mike, the Jackson five. Um, it's great to be here, which is the sample for Biggie's part. And as Saif was just pointing out, the average young hip-hop fan doesn't know that that part is a Jackson 5 song. So I just asked the question, and I don't even have an answer. It was literally just rhetorical. Would the Benjamins have been even better if they didn't do the beat flip and Biggie just rapped on the Benjamins beat? Because it is one of the most fire beats of all time, and it cuts off when the best rapper of all time gets on I, I have a couple of theories. One, I've heard the ver- version where Biggie rhymed on the Benjamin's beat. Um, when I, I don't know if you guys know this. Hold on, everyone. Wait a second, because I don't know minute. what you're going to say here. Wait a minute. I don't know if the people know this, but I used to DJ for Little Kim. Wow. Yeah. So when I was with Little C's, he played me the Benjamin's with Biggie on it. Biggie and, and Kim, they were new on it. Remember when they did the remix? First of all, the Benjamins was out for a very long time before Biggie and Kim got on it. Let's um The story of the Benjamins is crazy. Oh, and Saif, you saved that story because if you tell it right now, God knows what news you can make. But let's you know what we should do it right here. In the meantime though, before hold on, hold that. So I want to hear what you're about to say for no, the story. No, you know what? No. No, I'm not going to do it now. No, no. We should do it. Why not? I'll do a piece of it. No, right, I gotta on. get the vinyl. Let's uh, let's let's see if this is anything legit. This is from a homie and your no man. Jumin Rigger for that ass, bitch, deep throat. It sounds like it's possible it could be it. Because it's definitely a different... Why you riding my Hold me down, baby. No. It's just a worse version. Wow, that sucks. Thank God they didn't let it play like that. Yeah, they redid it, right? That was probably like a reference track. Yeah, I'm... Anyways, I, I doesn't look. I can't find but, it. But the the Benjamins came out on a on a bad boy sampler, some kind of sampler that they were giving out at at some kind of conference, whether it be Jack the Rapper or one of yeah, those yeah. things. I heard I heard about this, and I have that. I have that version, and okay. it's it's uh, who's on it, and and I heard the version with Styles P on it. And then Styles P got taken off, and Puffy, Puffy took his slot. 
Right. Wait, did I, is that right? Or was he never on it? I, I we we've we've definitely talked right, about whatever. this. I feel like anyway, yeah. I feel like he so, told us he wasn't actually on it. You maybe he up. wasn't, but I heard it without Puffy. How about that? Okay. I know that, I heard that, it without that Puffy. That sounds right. Sure. Right. And then um and then so that was on some weird samplers. DJ started playing it. It was not what they were pushing. It wasn't anyone's single really. Where was it from, you know? And then the shit just banged in the street so long that they had to make it official and then they and then they put Biggie and Kim on it. So it was out at least a year before Biggie and Kim got on it. There was a version of it around playing in the clubs. It was a hit, like a like a street hit. Now, is it is it that, this? the reason why the reason why I'm saying because they did Biggie's part different with a different beat because the shit was out so long they were like we got to spice this up somehow. It's been out forever. Right. But Biggie was gone already. When it came out. When it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, I remember thinking that, that, was, that they made the Biggie verse. They put it on that beat. He wasn't even originally on that beat. But I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm wrong about that. No, I think he recorded to that beat. You think he did record to that? I believe he recorded to the Benjamins beat. Oh, you think he recorded to the Benjamins beat? I believe so. I've heard that. I heard the version with Biggie rhyming on the Benjamin. What do you think that sampler's called? I'm looking up Bad Boy Sampler, and there is a Bad Boy Sampler that exists. It's not, it's not a sampler. It was like, I don't know. But it was, it was vinyl, not cassette? It was vinyl. You're sure? Positive. 100% positive. It was like, I don't even remember what else was on it. Whatever singles they were pushing at the time, and that was kind of just thrown on there. Bad Boy. Maybe 96. Because I have a bootleg of Benjamins too, without, without them. But it was just a regular bootleg. Yeah, it no, was like a, a red. It was like a red Buck Wild bootleg or something, and it just had Benjamins on it. I I know I had. Oh, it. I oh know wait, could it, a DJ in Miami gave it to me. I think I found it. I think I found it, but this is a cassette version. Okay. What is it? Well, it says Bad Boy Entertainment Fall '96 sampler. Right. Sounds right. Unknown artist as the intro. Okay. Uh (laughs) All about the Benjamins. Puff Daddy and the Locks. That's not it. That's not it. But it because it because it has Puff Daddy? No, because it's because that's first on the tape. And it was it was the last thing on there. Can't nobody hold me down. You'll see. Come see me remix Cupid and I just can't. No, that's not it. That's that's one they made after the Benjamins was getting all this heat. Cause that's why it's first on there. But whatever this thing I have was, it was last. And and you have the, what what section is your is this record in in your vinyl? Oh, good question. You have a bad boy section. You put it in Biggie. No, it would be in Locks or Puff. Very interested. All yeah. right, so we're gonna. I would. Go into I this. assume. I think it would be in Puff. And P's not packed up yet in my basement. You know, I'm, I sold my house. Oh, really? I'm packing up the basement. Yeah, you're, you say that you're eventually leaving. <laughs> well, we switched buyers, so I had a little. They bought me a little more time. Um, but that section's not packed up yet, so we can get to it. So let's move on from that. Uh, yeah, I, I, the, the 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 answer to the question would it be better if Biggie was on the original beat? I don't know. I love the beat switch. I'm not saying I don't. 
Well, no, it would not be better. It's great. It wouldn't be it better. Is. It's mage either way. Yeah. Um, Drake's album. Let's get into it. I didn't listen. Okay. I have no desire to listen. Okay. Seems to be a controversy on Instagram whether it's hot or not, or he's doing something weird with some kind of dancey beats. Well, it's all house. It's a, it's almost all house. Oh, it's all house music. It's all, almost all, except I think what two, okay. including the one where he shouts out K Slay, which is pretty fire. Congrats. He made it a chorus. In the chorus, he says, "R.I.P. the Drama King." I'm straight stunting as like the as like a refrain. That's pretty fucking cool. That is so shouts cool. to Drizzy for that. Okay, so, but it's a house album. But the the rest and, and here's my problem with the album. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, you you listen to the whole thing. I listen to the whole thing. Uh huh. Some of it's really good. Uh huh. And some of it's just sounds like a demo that he shouldn't have put out. That that's by the way, I rarely say this. What I'm saying is a fact. This isn't even an opinion. Type. I'm telling you a fact. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There are good songs on here, yeah. and there are songs that he's literally just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an impression of it, and it's the most accurate. This is literally the album it's on some songs. And I, by the way, I enjoy the vibe of it. Vibe-wise, mm-hmm. great vibe. Yeah. Summer, like, and, 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 and there was a whole other conversation about people not knowing that house music's black music. I'm not even getting into that stupidity. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's crazy. I'm I'm good. Um, I understand the importance of house music, but it's more like I've been getting into house lately, like '90s classic '90s house. '90s house is fire. Yeah. Did it say executive producer Black Coffee? Yes. Oh. He's, he's dope. Black Coffee is dope. You should have told me that you were the one for me, but instead I found a new muse. That's my for you. Why would I keep you around? Why would I keep you around? I found that that sound is the entire album. I and it's I, nice. I it's, it's just listen. It's 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 nice, and some of them are really good. And I know Drake's comment on it was kind of like, "Hey, not everyone gets it yet. You're not supposed to." Some of them are really good. Some of them aren't that good. That's just the reality of it. Like, I mean, that's every just, album. That's every album. Until you may, until you stumble on a motherfucking classic. I don't I know don't when I'll listen to the new Drake, Drake album. album. Why don't you listen to the Drake Project for me and for you? I was going to listen, but then I said, never mind. Never ne- mind. mind. Never mind. You always want to come at me. Why can't we just learn to be? Dun, dun, dun. I mean, it's just, it's it's that. Yeah. It, you know, some of it's dope. Congratulations. Congratulations to Drake. Um, now, related to the uh, Twitter of it all, um, here's the clip 
that for whatever reason made me get annoyed and feel I had to talk shit about our, our my good friend. And I'm and when I say good friend, I'm using that in the lightest of terms. Uh Joe Button. Mm-hmm. You had to talk shit about Joe Button. Had to. What happened? Here's Joe. Here's this is from Joe's podcast. Like not even close. Yeah. Here we go. Chris Brown's way more talented than Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like not even close. Yeah. I didn't. It's just you see certain names mentioned. It's like how dare you? That's all. They're not really thinking this story. So why do you disagree with that? Because Mike is Mike and he's the goat and he's the greatest to ever do it. Well, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> that don't change that. So my talent. I ain't never seen Mike get a front flip to March Madness and land on beat. Oh, dancing talent, maybe. Uh, talent. It's too, talent. Talent was the yeah, word. It wasn't, Mike, it Mike wasn't. can sing a lot better than Chris. Not a lot better. Chris Brown is. And Chris is a great singer. Chris Brown. I seen Chris play basketball. He's a painter. Actor, paint, rap. He plays dance. ball. What, he what the fuck? What the fuck are you guys talking about? What? What? In what world does it matter, Scythe? And is it anything but just a podcast troll to say Chris Brown's overall talent? Now they're including painting and basketball (laughs) as being larger than Michael Jackson's. Like, it's only, and the reason this fucking annoyed me, and I know people think I do this, but I swear my opinions that I give are truly heartfelt. This is just talking for talking's sake. Like, Chris Brown has more talent on paper. If you were to add up the categories in which Chris Brown is talented, his talent score would be higher than Michael Jackson. It's, I don't think that's true. But also, even if, what, I don't know Michael so Jackson's other was? talents. We don't even know. Because it wasn't like a social media era where everything is just out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Michael Jackson might have been the illest handballer ever. That's well, that, that, no pun intended. <laughs> wow, really? We're trying to make a real point. I here. swear to God, I didn't make. I didn't try to no, make no, a joke about I balls, know, I but know. like, or he might have been a, a, a crazy crochet or something. Who knows? So, if we're gonna add up all this other talent, a who fucking cares? By, by the way, Michael Jordan might be more talented than Michael Jackson, but he didn't make fucking off the wall. Yeah. So, my point is. You're just saying words to say them. Chris Brown is incredibly talented. Bro, he doesn't have one classic album, let alone five. Like it's just and then I and then I and then I see the tweets people going <laughs> Someone had the nerve to actually write the words. Chris Brown has been on top in R&B for 18 years. His longevity is unmatched. <sighs> Michael Jackson was out at the same time as the Beatles and Jay-Z. What the (laughs) fuck are you talking about? Literally, Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5 were on the charts with the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Elvis Presley, okay? The Jackson 5 were out. Right. And then you go through music changing hip-hop was discovered right when michael jackson came out hip-hop didn't exist the biggest genre of music in the world was created right during michael jackson's run in part by music that him and his brothers were creating right like this is real foundational r&b all the way through the 80s metal 
to where he's getting features yeah. from Slash from Guns N' Roses. Yeah, Keeps you make, going. You make, you Keep make going. Keep going. You make a great he, point. He, he, and you're telling me Chris Brown, Chris Brown has been around from, wait for it, the Beyonce era to the still Beyonce era. Like, <laughs> the, Chris Brown's a great talent, but you can't bring him up. Like, it's a, people just, I'm tired of people throwing around Michael's name to make points. It's so dumb. The only name you can ever bring up where I'll even have a conversation of them being related is Beyonce. And and that's still, I don't think, I don't think Beyonce is Michael Jackson. I mean, and I don't, I, I don't want to take anything away from Chris Brown. No, he's an amazing talent. But Amazing he doesn't talent. have yeah your classic albums is a good way to put it. He does have great albums, but they didn't what's, reach. What's worldwide. the signature? Is there a, is there a signature Chris Brown album that like everyone knows is the one? Not I don't I not to me not that I know of. He has a he has great songs, but they're not worldwide mega hits like Michael Jackson songs. And, okay, so now Joe's I think people response. compared. People compare a lot the stage performance, right? And Chris Brown uh, kills it on stage. Yes. Oh, he's amazing. He's a, he's an amazing stage performer. Yeah. But like, so Joe's response would be, I'm guessing, but we're not talking about worldwide hit scythe. We're talking about talent. But my point is, so like, if you're telling me, let me tell you something else. If you're telling me Chris Brown is more talented than Michael Jackson, that's actually a really damning statement about his career. That actually means his career, which has been a great career, ends up feeling kind of disappointing if he's more talented than Michael Jackson. Mm. Because it's been a great career, but if you're more talented than Michael Jackson, I mean, can you? I I need more than just like random Omarion features. Can we like get what what's going on here? So yeah, it's because it, Brown it, have a We Are the World. Oh my! You know what I mean? The, yo, I'm. <sighs> What's Chris's biggest record? Forever? And that's because it went pop? Because it went pop. But yeah, yeah but Michael like, shit went pop. So that's fair. No, no, but I'm saying, but like... Oh, but why is that his biggest? Yeah, yes, in like, terms of... Yeah, well, okay, what's his is biggest... Is that necessarily the music he normally makes? It went... That was a little more poppy. Let's see what his... um. Let's see what comes up on Spotify. They're going to say Brown's. we're being Chris Brown haters. Well, but he... I don't... Listen, people can say whatever the fuck they want. Chris is a super talented dude. I don't I'm not holding him up to like his past mistakes or anything like that. We're talking about music. Here what are mistakes? his biggest his biggest record. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, nothing. Um Chris Brown's biggest record on the biggest Chris Brown record I see on his Spotify right now is No Guidance featuring Drake. I was going to say that song. I think that's the biggest song. Really? Do yeah. I even know it? Yeah, you know it. You, you work at Hot 97. It's a good song, though. I really do love it. I have it in my phone. Hey. Oh, yeah. Trips that you plan for the next only Dancing alone for a nigga so cheap And your flex so deep Your sex so deep You got it girl, you got it Yo, I totally forgot this song was called No Guidance Alright, that's number one here Here's number two Big one Big tune, big tune Big tune 
this is big, and neither of these became true pop songs. They're both just like truly big R&B records. All right, the third biggest. Yeah. Which I don't. Fourth biggest. Oh, this is just one of those feature records that's huge right now. So it's, and then the last one is this. But this is not of all time. You're talking about right now, Spotify plays. This is what's on his Spotify right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't count of all time. I'm trying to see. Does he have a, a greatest hits on? Sife, what are you sipping on over there? This is an OG monster. Oh, to get your are you trying to get your energy right for the day? Yeah, energy right for the day. Just an OG monster can. Just you know so what my favorite know. You know my favorite you know my my favorite Chris Brown song of all time is. Sight the sounds in Rosenberg days. I don't even know this song. What'd he say? I don't even know that song. Yeah, you do. I don't remember that song at all. Sife, hold on. You really don't remember this? Yo, Yo this is crazy. It's like we were playing effect. this. Well, hold on. How about the chorus? Maybe the chorus. Here we go. Here we go. Nothing? Nope. It's my number one Chris Brown song of all time. I know it. It's fire. I do not remember it. It is funny, by the way, after that whole conversation, I didn't even think about this, that my number one Chris Brown song of all time is a sample of who? Michael Jackson sample. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, I guess I got annoyed by- The thing is, you got annoyed by it, but the thing is, you threw yourself in the mix. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I- This has nothing to do with anything. This was- this this tweet that I put up was straight up just residual years of, of feeling unappreciated in the podcast world. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. you know, I should probably keep my mouth shut, but this is who I am. I, I accept some of my qualities, and this is one of them. So I threw up the, the, the quote. Um, I would have never invented hip-hop podcasting <laughs> if I knew how many of y'all would suck at it. <laughs> Now, also, it Ian, is, I don't get a shout out in there. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I dismissed up. you. You're dead. I, I brought you up in the follow up subsequent tweets, but this I was, like, was. I was like, I'm taking a different type of offense to this tweet. Yeah, yeah. You know, yours is like, wait, why not we? Yeah, we. Where's we? we? Tag me. 
tag him at least. But I, I no, I, I thought about that afterwards too. But it, but it, it was more obnoxious because it was I. Yeah. Like that was honestly, Sipe. When I bring you in, it takes away the part that inherently makes people angry of it just being me. Yes. The white guy yes. claiming and, credit. And it was your idea. Thank you. To do Thank a you. podcast. I didn't even know but what it a was, podcast was. So yes. But but without your credibility, the podcast wouldn't have even been anything. It would have just been me rambling by myself. So it really was both of us. But I threw this out there. I was just talking shit. And I followed it up um, by saying, I'm just talking my shit. Obviously, there's some great ones. There just are some terrible gossip-ridden trash ones, too. And, yeah, it got a lot of um, response. Um, including from uh, Pusha T. I saw Pusha T the other night. He retweeted it and wrote, this is a very mean tweet <laughs> with laughing emojis. Uh, and, and my brother was like, wow, that's such a compliment. He was like, because no one's better at being mean than Pusha T. Like when it comes to saying that thing that just makes you go, ugh, right. no pun intended. Right, right. So it was, a, it was a nice compliment. Yeah. And then somehow it made its way to Chuck. No, no, I guess Chuck D follows me? Of course Chuck, he Yeah, follows. he does. He's on, he's on your ass. Yeah, exactly. And he follows 80,000 people, so there's that too. Um, Chuck responded to it like yesterday, like way after, and wrote, no comment, but in any respect, folks never know with or forgot the podcast is a term born from Apple's iPod, which, like GarageBand, was created in a small Cupertino room. Jobs wanted to create its own device and networking system. Apple has also invented many things nobody took advantage of. What? Well, what? well Chuck, what? Chuck, thank you, but I, I wasn't suggesting I created the technology of podcasts. What's your, what was your tweet again? I would have never invented hip hop podcasts. Hip hop podcasts, yeah. If I had known how many of y'all would suck at it. Yeah. And obviously I'm talking shit, but the truth of the matter is, and so I then responded today. I said, I would never claim to have invented the technology. We started the format of interviewing legends and documenting hip hop history on a podcast. Yeah. That is what we invented. Um, and someone said, I'm not trying to be a dick, but do you think no one else would have ever come up with a hip hop podcast? That. If that's that's not that's irrelevant. <laughs> what does that I don't mean? Know. I hate when people say shit like that. I did this. But what if you didn't? Someone else would have. What the fuck does that mean? Everything else that I didn't do, someone else did. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Right. They can have all those things. But this actually did. Yeah. So. <laughs> Wow. Listen, I admit it was a dickish thing to say, and I, I sometimes say dickish things. And, and but listen, the, Did the Joe fact of the matter was is, towards him? What'd you say? Did Joe Button know it was towards him? No, Joe doesn't even notice it. Look, I could go on Twitter and at Joe Budden and say, hey, Joe, go fuck yourself. Uh-huh. And he would, wouldn't even pay attention. Yeah. I'm, I am like, I'm not to say Joe doesn't like, like me. I think he. I think he, on an individual, personal level, likes me. Yeah. But, like, I am not on his radar in any way. Like, he has taken my existence out of his view, which is amazing because I certainly, I never claim credit for saying, like, I 
taught Joe Budden how to podcast or anything like that. But it is crazy to have been there in the origin. My voice is the first ever used on his podcast. Yeah. I found him the studio that he used for the first year or two. Yeah. Where we used to do one at. Oh, so I found it. So essentially you found it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I'm part of this. It was our boy Anthony, right? Yep. And so, you know, to do those things, and now Joe has become a multimillionaire off of it and doesn't even remember that I exist, that's a little frustrating. But I don't, But I actually am not mad at him. I don't really care. I don't know what I, he would... He wouldn't all the shit. That, I didn't do anything. Of all the people that you've helped out, what would you like to thank you to be? It's people that have become multimillionaires. What do you want? Like somebody asked me the other day, like, what would you want Rihanna to do? Oh, you you said this. You said you wanted to give you some money. That said on here? Uh, it came yeah. up. It came up the, this weekend. Lord Jamar. We talked about it with Lord Jamar. Oh, yeah, but it came up. Because he's oh, maybe that's why it came up. Because I said 100,000. He was like, that's low. You should get a million. Right. Um, here's the thing, Saif. In the case of Rihanna, great example. I actually believe that while it would be super kind for her to, you know, give you a gift or some sort of gesture would be dope. The fact that she randomly at the height of her stardom took time to just publicly acknowledge you, to me, I would take that from any of those people I would as take, I enough. would like that once a year. How about that? How about once a year? How about every... On your birthday. My birthday or the anniversary of the album coming out. Once a year is a lot. How about every few years? Why is once a year a lot? Because who do I? Because sh- who do you actually shout out every year? You're right. Like just being realistic. I shout out oh, DJ listen. Riz every chance I get. You you do. And you shout out Riz a lot. And everyone yeah. else. You know what I mean? DJ Riz now, for sure. Always. Um and Wildman Steve. You he gets his share of love. Yeah, and Wildman Steve. Just introduced me to DJ Riz. You know, yes, he's the foundation. Riz is the one who really took me. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? This is from years ago. Um, so I saw Pusha T over the weekend. I okay. had the great. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This is gonna be a double uh, entendre, a, a paradox, if you will. I had the great honor and pleasure, and uh, what's the opposite of that? <laughs> The honor and the pleasure absolute. and, a, and a, a a nightmare come true of rolling okay. with Noriega to this okay. uh, something in the water festival in D.C. So I'm talking okay. to my friend Noriega. Me and Noriega, a.k.a. Nori, are working on some projects together, some comedy shit. Okay. We've got something brewing that's going to look real good. Okay, uh, there's something brewing. So me and him are talking. One day we're talking five in the morning. I happened to wake up early. I posted one of my comedy clips. He wrote to me, you up? Like, you know, like if I was like some bitch Tinder date. I go, yeah, I'm up. And he goes, I'm going to call you. I'm like, great. He calls me. We talk. Talking about some shit, whatever, whatever. And he goes, hey, I got a uh, performer Pharrell from DJ. By the way, you know you told us this part. Yeah, I did. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, whatever. So we meet in D.C., uh, we go to his hotel. He's at he's at a nicer hotel than he books for all of us, but it's fine. Uh, go to his hotel. In front of his hotel is Chiali. I saw Chiali. Wow. Um, okay. 
uh, Roy Wood Jr. happened to be doing something in that hotel, so he popped up. So okay. I introduced Chi Ali to Roy Wood Jr., which was fantastic. Uh, then Uncle Wise, a guy that used to run, Nori's uncle, that he always used to run with him back in the speed days. Oh, the he speed had his days. son with him. His son just turned 21. Then there's the local, you know, the smoke champs are there, Relly and Mike and all those guys. And there's, you know, all that. Nori's son. I met Nori's son that I, I think I met once when he was like three years old. Okay. We're in front of this hotel. I mean, there's 30 goons out there smoking. Yeah. Gumbo's out there. Oh, Gumbo. Yeah, Luca, Luca Brazi, Gumbo. Um, okay. Everyone's, we got to leave right now. There's a sprinter van. We got to leave right now. We got to leave. Everybody, we got to leave. People just in and out of the hotel, up and down, smoking. Just yeah. People walking by, just just goons in the street, smoking weed, which I guess okay. is legal now, so I guess it's okay. It, yeah, yeah, it's fine. DC is DC is legal but for there's recreational. There's like families walking by. Whatever. I know it. It still feels a little weird. Um, yeah. So we load up in the Sprinter. Uh, we're supposed to leave at eight thirty. Nori comes down around uh eight forty five, maybe nine. He goes, "Hey, my nephew's here. He's twenty one. I gotta get him a drink." Goes back into the hotel to the bar to get him a drink. Uh, Roy Wood Junior's in there. I introduce Roy Wood Junior to Nori. They have a moment. It was great. It, that was my that was my the funnest time I part my, that part. Why? Just because Roy's such a hip hop head. Yeah, and he's like he had a story about uh, Jay Prince trying to kill him once, which was awesome. Well, and didn't we have Roy Wood on the podcast that day when we called Nori? Wasn't that prompted by a Roy Wood conversation? Maybe I don't remember. He was talking. We were talking about the Southern record that that Nori was featured on. Oh yes, we yes, yeah, yeah, Project Pat. It was, and Nori it didn't realize that. that that's who it was. Yeah, Project Pat. Yep. Okay. Thanks, Billy. And then, um, so eventually, we're like, we gotta go. Now, I know the rules as being on the road with rappers for many years. I get right into the sprinter van. I go in the back row because no okay. one wants to be in the back. I know I'm gonna get my seat. Yep. Back row, and then it just starts piling up. There's not enough cars. There's not enough room. There's people on laps. People in the back of the sprinter, which is where the luggage goes. Okay. They sit. They, they they. There's a bunch of bottles of Ace of Spades, and they're sitting on them like chairs in the back. Perfect. Perfect. We get to the uh, festival. It's on the street. I guess they blocked off some streets. There's confusion. Oh, first of all, this lady. The van cut off this lady. She catches up to the van, gets out of her truck, her little SUV, throws a cup like an old soda cup filled with ice and soda. Onto the van. Mm, that's not. Right. Now, it was on the left side, so the sprinter doors are on the right side. Okay. The amount of goonage. In that, luckily, Nori's goons are now adults. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like, they sure. were, like, these are, this is the guy, some of these guys were in the murder unit that were banned from all clubs in New York City back in the mid 2000s because they would fucking beat people up on a regular. But they're okay. grown up now. They got kids. Right. This lady, I said, oh, my God, this lady's going to die. If she was on the right side and that door would have flew open and she would have saw how many goons in there. <laughs> I was scared. I was scared. Wait, so what happened? Did they do anything? They laughed it off because it wasn't our, you know, it's a rented van or whatever. They kind of laughed it off. Then 
she pulled up on the other side and, and someone opened the door, but she didn't get to see. But they would have fucking caught a a nice scare. We get to the venue. Okay. There's confusion. What time is this? It's it's Nori's supposed to go on, I think, at ten. It's like nine forty five right now. This is Pharrell and friends. So there's other people involved too. And he, I think Pharrell has the show set up a certain way. In order. There's confusion. Which entrance. Then everyone has to. Ten, every seat is filled in the sprinter. But five, six, seven, eight more people have to jump in. Because that's the only car allowed to go through the gate. So people okay. are standing up like it's the subway. This is craziness. I'm regretting all of this. Oh, and I'm hearing little pieces. I've been asking Nori for days. What songs? Do you have the TV tracks? Do you want to sing a rhyme over the vocals? How is this happening? I don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming Super Thug and Nothing, of course, because those are your Pharrell records. How long are you doing? I think I'm doing like eight minutes. Eight minutes? I'm here for eight minutes. Mind you, no one told Nori's manager or crew or assistant that I was coming to DJ for Nori. So Nori's DJ is also there. Get out of here. Nori's DJ's flown in. So I see him. I'm like, what up, Butch? He's like, what's up, Syke? What's going on? What you doing? I was like, I thought I was DJ. He goes, oh, good, because I don't know how to DJ Nori's shows anymore. (laughs) So, Wait, so Nori what? goes. Nori goes. Oh shit! He looks at both of us. He goes. Oh shit! All right, Butch, you hype man. Side view DJ. Great. Then I hear. I hear a man. I don't know who these people are. Their manager or somebody. And they go, huh? What? What did you just tell him? Butch is gonna hype man. Side's gonna DJ. Nah, Pharrell got his own DJ. <laughs> so I'm like, what? So they walk off. They walk off have a discussion. Oh my god! So I'm like, I don't. I'm just gonna go. I have. The, hold on one second. Hold on. No, I, you won't see it anyway. I have the original CD of nothing that Def Jam brought, or maybe Nori brought it to Funkmaster Flex. The first time nothing ever played on the radio. I have the CD. Okay. I have it. It has the TV track on it, doesn't TV it? TV track, vocals up, because it's like straight from the studio. Aux version, all that shit. No matter of fact, let me get it. Hold on. Get it. In the meantime, this is the song he's referring to, if you've never listened to music before. Okay. Okay. Final vocals up, TV track, chorus only, instrumental, clean, acapella. Perfect. This is the one they brought to Funkmaster Flex. This is the first time this ever played on Hot Night 7. I put it in the computer for Flex and then I kept the CD. My okay. goal, now that I realize I'm not DJing for Noriega, mm-hmm. we get to the venue and there's like 30 people trying to get on stage. No, more than that. Whatever. Of course. I'm walking through the backstage when people are calling my name. I can't stop or I'll never get on stage. What I do is 
my goal now, I feel like I'm not DJing. My goal is to meet Pharrell and Nori together and have them sign this. I like that idea. I went and bought a Sharpie at CVS. I was like, I'm going to have them sign this. You see the signatures on there? Hold on. No. That's right. It did not happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? By the way, you know what I'm nicknaming this event? <laughs> Bummer Jam. <laughs> so, so then we get to the stage and Nori goes, I think Pharrell got the music all set up already. I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to head on home then, Nori. Nah, come on stage with me, fake DJ. I like that idea, Nori. I like that. I'll get on the camera. I'll be on the screen, blah, blah, blah. There you go. Somehow I get on stage. What I did was I took my laptop out. I had it open on my Serato. So I was showing security. I got a DJ for Nori. So they're like, okay, okay, okay. Because everybody's getting pushed. There's a lot of shoving. Nori, tell your goons they can't come up here. Nah, they with me. Blah, blah, blah. I take my laptop out. I walk up to the front. Is it like, all right, you're next. After this song, Nori's coming out. And who's on? For, who's on? Pharrell is on. Pharrell's not on stage. He's on some tower shit on the other side of the stage. Right. The back of the stage. He's doing some song I never even heard. So they're like, "You're next." So I go. I gotta get on stage. I show the security my laptop. I go back. <laughs> I'm gonna go on with the DJ and be like, "Yo, I'm Nori's DJ. I know you're DJing, but I'm gonna fake DJ with Nori. Wants me to da da da." I go on stage. There's no DJ booth. There's oh. a drummer and a bongo player. <laughs> There's a drummer and a bongo player. There's no DJ on stage. So now I'm like, first of all, I'm pissed off. Pharrell is supposed to be hip-hop to the core. You don't have a fucking DJ. Everything is on Pro Tools or fucking, um, uh, what's that other shit everyone uses? Uh, Logic? No, it was that with an A. Ableton? Ableton. This show's on Ableton? What the fuck is going on, man? Oh, my God. So now I'm like, how am I going to fake DJ? And there's a whole row of lights in front of the bongo player, so I can't just, like, jump off stage and go on stage. So I go to the bongo player. (laughs) Can I set my laptop on your bongo? You're joking. So I could, like, look like I'm fake DJ. He's like, what? He he got the in-ear monitors. He's like, what? What? I was like, you know what? Forget it. So I just close my laptop and I just go. Nori comes out. He does Super Thug. His hype man is right on stage with him in the front. So I'm just standing in the back like a fucking loser. So Pharrell comes from the other tower. He comes on stage. He sees me. He gives me a nice classic, you know, a salute. You know the hip-hop salute? Oh, yeah, soldier. You're a yeah, hip-hop salute. soldier. As... I think he gave someone else the eye, and they go, hey, everybody off stage. Y'all got to get off stage. And drags us like little doggies when you grab the neck of a puppy, and the skin comes up. scruff. You were grabbed by the scruff. scruffed out. I was scruffed out, man. And as soon as Nori was done, and Nori's on stage like, yo, Pharrell is my favorite, bro. I was on my way to get an Uber. I was out. I was like, I'm too old for this shit, bro. Scythe. Wait, and then you and then you went, we took the Uber where? To my room. And then what? I watched uh, uh, Love It or List It. 
And then you woke up and went home? Yeah. Yo, that... It was started as a nice idea with the best of intentions. I love, I show, I told Nori, thank you for inviting me. Yes, very kind. But what a fucking Bro, shit show! And they love it because Nori don't do a lot of shows like he used to, so he loves it. It's it's reminiscent to him of having right. all the goons getting on stage. It's like a game they play. Who's gonna make it? it? Isn't it interesting? Like that's a part culturally where there's a. A large enough divide, and for whatever reason, uh, I don't know exactly how to pinpoint it, but that like, I can't relate to even like I, I think I have people in my life who love me. I can't relate to who would be like I'm dropping everything to just come show up to some shit for an hour. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people are booking their own flights, right? Yeah, I, I, I guess. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I assume he's not booking thirty flights. No, there's, yeah, but a lot of the, some goons were down there. Chiali was though. I was talking to Chiali. It was fun. But Chiali came in to see Nori. He was with Nori. Okay, I guess they became friendly when they when he did drink champs, or maybe before then. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? He was there. Like I don't think I could. Maybe I don't think I could rally that many people to care about anything I was doing. I is mean, that bad? Is it? it uh... Yeah, there's a lot of extra people. I mean, they all, they all like, there was one guy, Nori was like, yo, this is the OG of Left Rack. I'm like, what's up, dog? How nice to meet you. You know? And then his, and then his son was there, and then there was another guy. Then his his uncle had his wife and his son, so it was like family, like family, family. Right. And uh, I guess I just wonder what it is. What is the, the thing that makes people... Who are often from places where they don't have a lot of money, so likely to want to show up to any opportunity to kind of like show people that they matter. I guess, and that's probably what it comes to. I mean, if you're gonna break it down psychologically, probably right. Whereas people who come from privilege already feel like they matter. They don't feel like they they need to prove it. No, I know people with privilege who are like, I need to be up there. I need to be on that stage. Right, right. But would show up, would fly in, fly themselves in, leave their family at home to book a flight <laughs> to go to a 10-minute performance as part of a festival. And by the way, how long were you guys at the venue total? When we got there, we went into like yeah. some green room tent. T.I. was in there. For how long? 10 minutes, even not even. And then he goes on stage. Then he goes right to the stage, which was kind of far. We had to like form a human centipede to the train. And that's an interesting way of putting I mean, it. And the then, stage. and then. And then ended up, and then how? And then how long after that did you leave? Ever did they leave? I don't know when they left. They didn't leave. Oh, so they they, they may have stayed. And hung I think out there for was an after party. I think there was some meal. I I was out. I can't do it, man. I can't. Well, no. I've done it for. Not I like did that. it for years, That's and I was necessary time. when I had to do it. You know, I don't know if you guys know right. this. I used to DJ for little kids. Wait. Oh my God! Yeah, so that used to happen a lot. I remember one time we did a show in Brooklyn. Uh, it was either Brooklyn or Queens, but this is after sure. we've been on the road for a while. And on the road, there's like ten people. We went to Brooklyn. Yo, it had to be like a hundred something people. It was crazy. Yo, I can't get over this headline from Hip Hop. What happened? DJ Cypher Sounds reveals he used to DJ for Little Kim. 
I can't. Saif, it's funny because we think it's amusing. It, it actually really should make us feel bad. It's just a sign of how irrelevant we are. Irrelevant and old. Yeah, like that you you think this is – we talk about it every episode yeah, of our show. Yeah, it's become like a uh, – well, that's why it's so funny because it's become a, that, a well, That's joke, what makes yeah. it brilliant. Like it, I can't believe it happened. Reveals. The only thing that could be better is if next week it says Peter Rosenberg reveals he's divorced. <laughs> like that's that, – by the way, that could happen. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, but listen, shit. I love Nori – I love it's Nori. It's too late. Don't try to clean it up now. I love Nori. Thank you so much for having me. Did you ask him and Pharrell about doing one app? What'd they say? <laughs> Are you crazy? So you I didn't get nowhere near Pharrell. So all you got was a, a salute. Salute. I mean, Nori was first in the hip of, of Pharrell and Friends set. So how long would, would I have to stay there to even talk to Pharrell? And then you want to talk to him after? Forget it. I can't. You know what it is? Is something wrong with me? I can't be a nuisance. I have a problem being a nuisance, and that's why I don't get a lot of shit. I I know guys. They 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 go all out. I can't do it. I can't. I can't be the guy that yeah. like yo. This guy's annoying. I have a fear of like I call people and they see my name pop up on their screen and they roll their eyes like oh. Fuck. Oh, that, that's like your biggest nightmare. That would be that would if I actually got to see that. Right. That would like you kill you were you, me, like you were out you were out and you saw someone you're like oh let me oh, go like right a over joke? There, let me like, call like them. call them as a joke and then you watch them go <laughs> like, like they, it's bad Scythe. it would be really bad if when they look at it you see them pull their glasses down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. But rap you. life, baby. The rap life. But you know, listen, we all have our uh we all have our shit. Like I I it 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 dawned on me after I put up that obnoxious tweet about podcasts that like I, I do obnoxious I say obnoxious things that make people think I'm an asshole. And it comes from and then like it's annoying because someone on Twitter called me out and was like, like, can you be more obvious that you're insecure? I was like, no, I can't be more obvious that I'm insecure. <laughs> That's it. That, that you you that is correct. Also, I but am any insecure about the place insecure, I hold. Like even if it was the other way. What do you mean? Like anything. Like um. Everybody, if you say something nice about it, everybody's like, "Yo, you're a dick rider, man." That's like that's a form of insecurity too. Like there's no win. There's no win. The win is there's just being no being being. It's just being. Um, I do want to say, Saif, shout out to everyone on the Patreon um, who seems to be excited about the rejuvenated real Patreon uptick that we've been going for. Well, shout out to uh, John Hamburger. John Hamburger, who is just do it. Just do one app. John Hamburger. Just thank you, man. One you know what? John Hamburger uh, uh, gave us some, um, just some, what do you call that shit? Uh just forgotten insight. You know I mean, we know what to do. Just do one up. How one up came and back to being a thing is because Billy was like, just do one up. But for some Billy reason, June, I like the way, John Hamburger better. Yeah, of course. He sounds more, you know. Uh, Billy June, it looks like uh, the Patreon has made its way back up to close to where we were. It is. 
It's growing every day. Shout out, growing every shout day. Shout out all my patrons. Also, when you always say like we don't get a lot of social media love, when I posted those uh, Sipa Sounds DJ Little Kim headline screenshots, we got like tons and tons of comments and likes on that. Well, yeah, that you. was nice to see the engagement. Eighty-three comments on a post on that channel is pretty good. Thank you guys. They, get, get, they get were all like, "Oh my god, follow. that's our joke." Yeah, it was nice to see that. Uh, here's some good comments too. Like Fitchin PDX wrote, "Wait, what? Please don't tell me you're divorced, Rosenberg Radio." <laughs> um, a lot of comments like DJ Grouch that just say, "This was years ago, years ago, years ago." Years ago. Um, some breaking news comments. Yeah, I commented. Um, Nor uh, Mano put up a, a picture of his uh, father. Yeah. For for Father's Day, and I go, "How long ago was this? Years ago?" <laughs> Did he comment? I didn't look back. But just writing that is like classic one. Yeah, a lot, a lot of years ago, things here. I said that yesterday at Father's Day, and my family didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. But by the way, someone also commented. I guess there's a quote from the article. Big ups for quote effortlessly recalling your own story. <laughs> Wait, who said that? I guess it's a quote from the article. They wrote, quote, big ups for effortlessly recalling. Like, why would it not be effortless to recall your own history? Uh, they, someone, DJ Hawk, wrote, Chameleonaire reveals he used to be in Brooklyn. <laughs> C.S. Baum wrote, also related, Rosenberg divorced. Great. Someone said you should make I used to DJ for a little game t-shirts. Oh, that's Always breaking news. Yeah. Wait, what is that? Make I use a DJ for Little Kim t-shirt. You mean like the shirt literally just says, I used to DJ for Little Kim? And how about a secondary shirt that says, I'm divorced? (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, guys, we'll see you in a couple days for uh, the Patreon episode. Real quick. I just want to shout out um, CJ Wallace and Faith Evans. Oh, that's Christopher uh, Wallace Jr. No. It's not Christopher Jr. His name is Christopher Jordan Wallace. The J in CJ is not for Chris Jr. Um, But but isn't he Jr.? He's not a Jr. Biggie has a different middle name. Oh, so he's not a Jr. But I I was out in L.A. I had to uh, shoot some stuff with Faith Evans and CJ Wallace. Uh, Recently, um, first of all, Faith thought Welch's was jelly. Faith. Faith Evans. Thought Welch's grape was jelly. Well, guess what? Me and Faith have something in common besides our love of soulful R&B. Um, so I was hanging out with CJ. Man, C's told me he was a great guy. He is a fantastic human being, bro. Do you want to get him on? Uh, we should get him on the one. We podcast. should definitely get him. And he had a le- he had a, some deal he did with Lexus, and the Lexus headquarters in America is in Texas. So they sent them a Lexus, and it had Texas plates. Okay, that's too good. It, it, he was like, is this a joke? It that's was crazy. phenomenal. And he had a Rolex on. So I was like, bro, can we do this real quick? Can we do this video? You heard about the Rolexes and, and the Lexus with Lexus Texas with plates Texas out of state? Texas plate out of state. Um, I like then, this right here. Yeah. Oh, that's your vibe? You know, I never heard this. 
You've never heard this either, have you? Um, so yeah, I, actually, that's a good idea. I'm gonna ask him to do the podcast. Yeah, can, um, did you get his contact? Yes, I did. Uh, I yes, mean, he knows nothing about Biggie. He died when he was right. Biggie died when he was like five no. We old. all we can do is all we can do is learn about his life. No, he's great. Not about Biggie. Great guy. Love the kid. Um, so yeah, just I would just wanted to shout him out, man. Um, super cool dude, and we'll see you next time on One Ep is Life. Go sign up to the if you want more One Ep this week. Like within the next 48 hours, go subscribe to Patreon, patreon.com slash oneppislife. Thanks, Billy June. Shout out to our good friends over at Monster Energy. Hold on, let me get this. Oh, shout out to Monster Energy. Shout out to our good friends over. Good friends.